0: Uh, I was asking you if you thought, if you knew if your neighbor had a permit for that rooster, cause most cities it's illegal to have a rooster cause of the noise they make.
1: No, I know. Well, you said it funnier. you said, do they have a permit for that cock? Do they have a permit for that cock? <laughs> <laughs> they
0: have a for that cook? <laughs> you know, because my best friend, Monica, who lives in Hawaii, I think last year I was on one of our like couple hour phone calls that we do every once a month and I was complaining about all the bullshit of my life as most of our conversations go and then she chimes in with her side which doesn't always crush my side but at the time really annihilated whatever i had to be complaining about because she had just bought a whole thing of fertilized chicks so she had a bunch of chicks hatch out at her house she had a chicken at her house previously with her roommates but because she had never done this before she didn't know that from a farmer you're supposed to say like i just want the the ones that you know are going to be chickens which i don't know if how they would know in an egg if you can even tell that kind of a thing but anyways so no No. cocks so all of these chicks hatch but some of them are roosters and some of them are chickens and where she is in hawaii it's highly or at the time she was in colorado it was highly illegal in the neighborhood just to have a rooster you know start at four in the morning going off whatever so monica has to kill these roosters what so i'm on the phone with monica and like that hour she just had like a rooster hanging and you know slit its throat and she has to do it again. And like, (sighs) it's just so metal and be, because the other option is that okay when somebody one of your neighbors calls and they they kill them in the humane society or whatever she thinks it's a much more traumatizing experience which arguably it is to then get kidnapped and be brought somewhere and then have to get killed oh, there or yeah, whatever definitely. so <coughs> it was definitely the most humane thing to do at the time but like what a metal did she do it in front of the other chickens like <laughs> <laughs> I think there was no option like her yard's only so big I can imagine it now where she was living in Colorado but um, it felt very she's a Scorpio it felt very like. Of her whole aesthetic.
2: I wonder if chi- chickens get PTSD. <laughs> That's yeah. their whole
1: life. That's I mean, <laughs> why do you think they're like that? They're just fucking traumatized animals.
2: Okay, so I have a couple questions. Yes. Do we eat roosters, or does anyone eat roosters? Like, is roosters something you can eat? I'm sure you can. You can eat most things, but...
0: I think so, but I do think the popularized thing to eat, I think females have more fat like they do with like human bodies, and so they're more delicious to eat. Right, and upon. roosters
2: are like a pain in the ass, so you wouldn't want to, like, you can't breed a bunch of roosters they're together. They're annoying as hell, yes. The other thing, have you ever seen this thing where you drag a chicken's, like, beak? Like, you take a chicken, you kind of, like, lay it out alive, and you drag it through this, like, dirt, and it it automatically will get paralyzed because it thinks that it's being, like, dragged, so it's, it, it like, it's programmed wow. to play dead.
0: Because that is better for its body. It's always better for limp or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. that's so smart. Yeah, I wish we had a limp setting where you could just. You can try. I I, I I mean, some some people are good at it. Yeah, if you pass out. But you that, have to hope yeah. to pass out. Yeah. You have to be a person
1: prone to passing out.
0: Because that's, like, the difference between anybody that survived, I think, like, a long fall or, like, anybody that survived a plane crash or falling down without a parachute. It's always, like, you pass out. Yeah. Oh, and your
2: body's not rigid, so your bones can kind of just, like, bounce. Totally. So they get fucked up,
0: but not fucked up. You know, they don't die. That's
1: why drunk drivers survive and their victims don't.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't
0: thought about that.
1: Yeah. They, I mean, they, they say the drunk drivers, like, a drunk drivers survive always because, like, they fucking... Yeah
2: I mean, have you can you think of some times that you've gotten drunk and hurt yourself and it's been like cool or has it been but,
1: uh yeah, I mean I fucking split my wrist open here. It's so funny well, because I think of that as like something that happened to me. Um, but then I was hanging out with Kavanaugh and all the boys the other day and he's like, I remember when you split your wrist open on that rooftop <laughs> We were just I don't know, I was just a drunken fucking twenty eight year old on a rooftop in Williamsburg. And this guy came out and he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing up on my roof? And I was like, hey, fuck you, buddy. And I go to, we we just start, we start running and we we have to just jump over this little fence and like my friends jump over and I'm probably the best person to jump over this fence. Like everyone else is like out of shape and a mess. And like I jump over and like my wrist just like stayed behind on the top of this fence and it just like (laughs) flapped open a piece of skin. And I was like, oh fuck. And I just, like, covered it, and it wouldn't stop bleeding, and I just took off my shirt and put it around it, and then we went over to a bar, and my friend just bought a fucking shot of vodka and poured it on there, and I was like, whatever. And I just kept partying, and, like, the thing bled for, like, four days, and then I went to a doctor, and she was like, damn, you should have gotten a stitch, there's really nothing we could do about it now, so I have this scar. But, I don't know, besides that, I've I've always been, when I broke my ankle in, the, in a mosh pit when I was mayor's age, when I was... Uh, Twenty nine. Which doesn't it seem insane, like, if you were to break your ankle at your age in a mosh pit, like, wouldn't you just be like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ankle's
0: such an annoying break. It's one of the most hindering ones, right?
1: Oh, my God. It's one of those ones where you're like, fuck! Like, you can't stop thinking about the moment you did it. Like, what (laughs) the fuck? I'm such an idiot.
0: Did you have crutches when you broke? Uh, Obviously, when you broke your ankle, yeah. Yeah,
1: crutches. Did you do uh, a
0: wheelchair, or did you just rock crutches? Just crutches. And it
1: was, like, uh, late April, so... I, I was. It was a bummer for like six weeks in the spring whenever that happened when I was twenty nine years old. But yeah, screeching weasel. Just I was just uh, doing a classic pogo move, just jumping up and down, and somebody fell and like was just. I just landed on them when I came down, and I I could I could hear the bone break above the music, and it was the loudest. It was just. Well,
2: probably reverberated through your bones. It yeah. It was just
1: an insane moment of my life that I can remember like it was yesterday, and then. Uh, Trying to get out of there. I just like fucking seal crawled out of there, and the venue was just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, this was Philadelphia, you know, a little more hardcore down there. Yeah. I just said, get on your way. So I just went to the hospital by myself, and there's not really much they could do. They just kind of, they're like, all right, cool, we'll wrap it up, and you'll be on your way. And, uh, yeah, it fucking sucked. Any kind of, any kind of drunken injury, but worse than a drunken injury, I feel like is, uh, the drunken anxiety. I know probably anyone that's drank has dealt with that. the like the hangover anxiety of like, oh god, like.
2: Oh, you feel that way even if you don't break a bone. So if you fuck yourself up and <laughs> yeah, you were drunk, that's you, what I'm saying. You, you you wake up after drinking, and you're like, oh, what did I do? Fuck. This feels horrible. But yeah. then a broken bone on top of it, or whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, this is reminding me. I have two basically data like pillars. If you claim to be a party or two things need to have happened to you in your life. One of them is you need to have broken a bone and forgot how it happened.
1: That's that's a pretty the good party. One, yeah. that's
0: the second party. one. That's that th- You have to qualify both of these to be considered a partier in my eyes, by the way. Second one is you have to have made money that you don't know where it came from. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's
2: good. <laughs> that's really well, good. And are you a partier?
0: Uh, I'm a partier. Yeah. <laughs> that's how those standards got created. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm really glad you got all that out of your system when you were young cuz you're still so young. I know. And and you're so far beyond partying. It's one of the things when we first met you, I was like, is Mary the age she says she is? <laughs> because like how did she already, you know, kind of learn her lessons that quick? Like you don't even fuck around at all. You do not fuck around at all. So it, like it shows me after 2 years of being with you like you definitely learned your lesson. I don't know what you did. <laughs> I don't know how you learned it, but you learned your lesson like you do not <laughs> fuck around with coke or alcohol.
2: For two years, I've been saying, Mare, we should get drunk together. And it just it never happens because we both think better of it. We just, like, just yeah. like our I know life I'm too a- much. <laughs> I'd love to see Cass drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to enjoy myself on one of those nights when we get Cassie drunk. But yeah, no, you just I definitely I'm very glad that I burnt it out of my system, too. Mm. Um, and went full throttle with it. I
1: had burnt it out by your age but i only started at 21. so you you got your start way younger and you it probably you probably burnt it out in about 8 or 10 years as well.
2: oh, my friends who were like partiers in high school like coke and alcohol and everything. i mean, i did my fair i did a little little bit. i i dabbled, but now i'm like an adult child, you know what i mean? like
3: yeah. yeah. it's like we all need to have our
2: moment of just being crazy and if you don't do it young, your whole life is set up to be crazy cuz you're like
1: we were goody two shoes. Like uh, through high school and pretty much college, and now we're like adult children for sure. Yeah,
0: I was in a different way than y'all. It's funny though. What do you mean? Well, like I was like very prude, and I got like straight A's in school, That's true. and like I did a lot of drugs, and I always did a lot of drugs. Yeah, but my mom said even like. She knew that I was going to be into drugs from when she would try and give Tylenol to my brother and I. She said it was impossible to get Ben to take Tylenol when we were kids. And you were like, give me anything all the time. At the doctor's, you could take needles, you could take anything. I was like, I knew I should. I know. And you had to be worried about you. <laughs> it's so funny, though, because you are like
2: prude and like not wanting to put certain things in your body. But so, yeah. <laughs> but you're like drugs. That's that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well,
0: and I as Sean. Yeah, I, I had to get out all my crazy negative ones before I could really fall in love with the good ones too. And cause I did them both at the same time too. And that was how You're, spirituality and magic yeah. came into my life as I started to bring in acid and mushrooms into these, which in the society and culture that I grew up in was the craziest thing. I was just telling Sean and Cass yesterday, like, it was more acceptable in the city that I was in Texas to be doing cocaine than it was to be smoking weed. And if you did acid, oh, my God, you were going to be dumb and fucked up forever. And you were going to be in a business meeting in 50 years and get a flashback and never recover from it. And, yeah, you know, the second that I did it, the day I turned 18, I just felt like I had been, it was the biggest dupe of my life. I was like, everyone's been lying.
3: Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) About these drugs. Uh, But it is funny watching Eastbound and Down. And I I told you guys the last time I watched Eastbound and Down was when I was still doing cocaine. And I remember him going into the back room with Clegg, dropping a rail, and just that deep craving in me watching that show. And I think I then like probably poured myself one and did one at the time. Um, But yeah, now I have a complete different relationship and different set of desires in my life it's so interesting
1: well i think that we all need a little uh fuck it button in our life (laughs) and it's good to replace if if your fuck it button uh is like booze or cocaine like that's rough that's not going to serve your body that well or your psyche but like if you can turn your fuck it button into a nicotine pouch for me that's fine like you know what I mean? You, you is that one of these, Am I am, is, am I making sense?
0: Totally. No, it's definitely choosing. We all we always need patterns for escape and like even working out is our fuck it bucket, button yeah. sometimes too, right? But you need to like diversify that because yeah, it's especially if you have just one fuck it button, no matter how healthy it seems, it's going to turn into something probably corrosive in your life. Of you course. Look how happen.
1: I am with the running. Even I'll so start I mean, timing myself, and I'm like, <laughs> why am I doing this? the fuck I'm out there like it's Mario Kart and I'm racing my ghost from the day before it's insane you know what I mean when this should be my outlet for like fuck it but you know but like that thing and I still can see people drinking alcohol and understand the appeal of it yeah I play the whole thing out and I say I don't want to do that but the appeal of just like fuck it like the second that you crack that thing that's all that matters who gives a fuck whatever we're thinking about being uptight about and that scene and he's bounding down when he's like let's just go do some fucking coke yeah it's just such like we all need that that like let's just get out of here let's fucking who gives a fuck let's party you know what i mean
0: yeah no and i everybody has different chemicals and different things that like get them to the place of being more relaxed and the like distorted dimension that we're in and I think it's important to not feel shame and I can embrace the things that make you feel good and it's just kind of like a long journey of navigating I think I sort of project onto everybody else's story and I assume they kind of like me came from death energy and then you sort of start to invest more and more into like life energy and things that consistently raise your frequency instead of giving you like a fast hit and then you know th- are going to drop you and that I consider more to be death energy. But that's not true. Some people start off very light and you get dark and you know everybody has their different. <coughs> um
1: you either start off with a cold barren landscape and you have to <laughs> repopulate with beauty or <laughs> you yeah. start off with this beautiful thing that becomes a and cold barren set it landscape. You on fire yeah. and then you have yeah. to use the ashes yeah. or whatever. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but I I think I've definitely like the the devils that I play with or the demons have gotten to be more angelic over the years, I guess mm. yeah,
2: you have a high standard now,
0: yeah, totally and and like it's funny because like drugs from the outside in like if, if like people that knew me through high school, people that just know me online, like yeah, you know me as a druggie or whatever, but if you really know me, the reason I did drugs is because I was abusing myself with eating. Mm-hmm. the reason I did cocaine was so that I it was the only thing that made me not think about throwing up, yeah, it's like yeah. cool, I got to do cocaine today and not think about the one way I do want to abuse myself. So in that moment, cocaine was my angel during those years. And I forget, like, it saved me. And Shout I, out to I, cocaine. <laughs> I, needed a, I needed a demon to save me. And it's funny, like, I think about all the other times in my life, like, sometimes, it, like, when you're in really dark places, it's just the thing that's higher frequency.
3: Mm-hmm. And you
0: can't always it can't always be God mode that you're shooting for. You Sometimes know? It's you're like so <laughs> low that your
1: demon to lean on is at a higher frequency than you.
0: Literally. <laughs> do you literally. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're so in
1: the depths of, of also just growing up and not knowing who the fuck you are, what's going on.
0: At all, and feeling complete. I mean, so yeah, so many things informing the decision. And, of course, the, a drug, you can understand why something like cocaine and coffee are so rampant in our society because the second that you do it, you turn into the person that's capable of operating in the hyper-masculine system that we're in. Like, all of a sudden, I was motivated. That's why I can't All of a try sudden, it. I had a career. All of a sudden, I was motivated to work every day and do the things I needed to be doing to, you know, pay my fucking mortgage and do all the things that, I, or pay my rent at the time and do the things that I needed to be doing. Fuck
1: it. And another shout out to cocaine.
0: Yeah. well, like, gave me a whole fucking life. You, you said know? that to me
1: the other day. And this is not a girl that dreams of doing coke again or is trying Never. to convince us to do it or anything Never. like that. But she's like, yo, if I wasn't sitting there doing coke, I would not be a tattoo 1000%. artist. 1000%. It's kind of fucking crazy. The reason
0: I started drawing, the reason I started studying drawing, was cocaine. I it was when me and this guy, I was dating this guy Bronson, at the time. I had this house in Colorado. I remember the like the night that I started. I think I was up until like four in the morning, just drawing all over my hands. And I think I still have those photos somewhere. Oh, I need to see those. Yeah, and that uh, was your
1: first time, like fucking. Draw
0: like. I, when I was growing up as like a four or five year old in like class, I used to draw myself in my hands. I was like always something I did. And oh, I got in such big trouble from my mom and my teachers and stuff from that. But that was, yeah, I remember that night so vividly. It was like, I got, I got downloaded this one skill set I could lean on for a second. And I just drew myself for hours. And then the next day I got a notebook and I just started drawing and I started drawing and I started studying figure drawing. And like, that's how my brain is when I, like want to do something it's just like okay go train and you know be better at the thing and uh yeah it gave me the masculine energy and the audacity that you need to have to even entertain that idea of having that be my career of claiming people's flesh and like it it got me everything that I have. Well, now you specialize
2: in hands. Now I'm like your hand tattoos are like. Isn't up that there. funny?
0: And I would love to like just do hands. There are people that just do palms. You know, there's like a, there's a guy I know that just does that. I think wow. That's really cool. You just need a little um, Colombian curve. <laughs> but I feel that way, kind of about coffee and and the the society and the culture that we're in and the genre that we're in. And like, yes, I I am like very very high energy without anything in my life. And I'm sure I could <laughs> attack my life. Um, totally sober but sometimes it feels like actually to be the man and the woman and the father and the daughter and everybody that I need to be run my life it's like I almost need to (laughs) use these things that get me into the frequency of the system that we're in you can understand why people use these drugs you know what (laughs) I mean it it gets you into the vibe of the system and you're like oh yeah okay capitalize like work create like do the thing like desperation domination hunger the the other thing that motivated me to have a career also was hunger at the time I didn't have anybody else helping me with bills and stuff so I think that's huge and I think something like cocaine that lowers your serotonin just inevitably makes you more hungry in general in life because you're more empty yeah <laughs> you <know>? um, yeah <laughs> so
1: yeah i, I take it. i was just apologize right before we got on this podcast i was apologizing <laughs> to you for taking a sip of coffee and i, I don't even get mad at the coffee i get <laughs> mad that i take that and i feel like i fit in more with the way things are right now and i curse our fucking system i'm like it's i hate true. <laughs> that this feeling is more in line with what everybody's jiving with out there. And yeah. I'm like, fucking, I, cause I'm too sensitive. I got to get a tolerance to it. I'm way too sensitive to be in that. And that's why I'm not probably as productive as a lot of people, you know? And I don't care. I don't worship pro- productivity is like probably not even in the top five or 10 of like things I want to feel and things I need to feel accomplished.
0: No, it's not for me either. The number one thing for me is I want flow. And I would yeah. love to have a universe where it was set up so that I I never had to be anywhere at a certain time. It's Scheduling is oppressive innately to me, you know what yeah. I mean? But the reality of my life is I don't have that space. I don't have a space where I can just be flowy all the time. Mm. The reality is I need to, you know. Drink coffee. Be a man. <laughs> and be a fucking man for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and work my three jobs and pay all the shits, you know. So, yeah, we hold. I hold the dream. You hold the torch, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, my feet are also on the ground
1: my feet are in the coals
0: damn it unfortunately yeah yep yeah.
2: would you walk on fire if that what? was like a thing they were like oh no. we can walk on fire if you just
1: no i'm good i'm good I, I know what i know uh you know the feeling that they're probably going for like I,
2: invincibility or something yeah mind I, over matter
1: yeah i think that The circumstances of my life give me that feeling on an IV drip all the time. I don't really need to be like, look what I just did. I can't believe it. I broke the pattern of just going to work every day. And now I'm here with Tony Robbins fucking getting fourth degree burns on my fucking feet. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need to do that. That is a hilarious uh, little Google, though. What's that guy? Is his name Tony Robbins? Yeah, he but did that. Google Tony Robbins Dallas firewalking. He basically sent a whole fucking 30 people so had to go ambulance. to the hospital yeah, <laughs>
0: because amazing. he was fucking had them amazing. going across hot coals. And they weren't
2: like emotionally prepared or they yeah. were too hot or whatever, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like, yeah, just like you're saying, we all put our feet in the coals in different ways in our lives in different realms. And the physical one seems like the most shallow. But in order to play in the shallow realm, it's like you have to have the deeper ones kind of locked and loaded, too. <laughs> feet are so interesting to me. It's like what Pisces rules. And it's kind of the oldest thing on our in our psyche. And um, I think our feet have, like, so much memory, like our hands do, and we don't think about them like that. Uh, where we've walked, and how we tread, and well, our, how you put your feet down, and how you lift them up. I think
1: our, our feet, probably even more than our hands, have evolved so much. Like, can you imagine what our feet used to be before we discovered shoes? Or like, walking. Or Well, I mean, they, they probably ever, like they probably just used to have the most hardened, calloused feet you can imagine, like, like an animal. Mm-hmm. And then we got used to some shoes and socks and soft things and Crocs. Well, there's like, you can
2: see tribes who don't use shoes and they're always like climbing trees and their toes are really strong and far apart. Yeah,
1: they're a way different thing than our our feet look way different than somebody who's actually using their feet in some way.
0: It's kind of wild.
2: Totally. Speaking of feet, it's like kind of when you say that, like it keeps memory or whatever. It's like our back, like our back being where we like all the emotional pain kind of gets held yeah and where we you know find that like most back pain is emotional and that you know you can move it and once you kind of acknowledge that it's like an emotional burden that you're carrying that's kind of uh manifesting intention
1: yeah well Cass has been doing um hypnosis sessions with people because it's it's worked on her and she's done it to me and like uh I've told you that story about that trippy like I I, we were at an airport and I couldn't walk and then Cass read me a a little passage from a thing. And that's basically all you're doing when you hypnotize someone, too, especially right now. You're reading them a script, but you're just doing it in a certain way. And she just read me this passage that just described why back pain what it is. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it until she read this to me that it could be emotional. I was like, I physically did something to myself, and this is going to take time to heal from. It healed instantly. I could, like, as she's reading this, I was like, oh, oh, I'm fine. It was weird. It well, it was... made
2: so much sense because you were so financially overwhelmed at the time that you felt like I can't go on. And then when you realize, oh. It's just my body thinking that I'm like having this story. And then once you're like, oh, this is a story, you can then break the story or realize, okay, this story is really costing me. So do I really want to continue to invest in this story or Mm. change the narrative?
1: Yeah. And a lot of times with hypnosis, you don't even have to be, uh, it's much more, it's, it's not so conscious like that. You're, you're going, you're just going to, well, the
2: idea is to access your subconscious Mm -hmm. where a lot of the stories and stuff are held. You know, that you need nicotine, that you need uh, different things to, in order to, and then there's like, it gets to like deeper understanding of like, well, you like that because it gives you a sense of grounding and being held and breathing. But can you imagine doing that for yourself? Can you imagine taking the breath that you take when you're smoking, but your lungs aren't angry at you, that your lungs who have supported you all through your life aren't fighting you um, and, you know, kind of giving your body a chance to speak up for itself by giving yourself the space to listen to what your body might have to say once you kind of like calm the conscious judging mind, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we told but we still have to show her. Cass showed me this video. It's this guy's giving a, a TED talk about hypnosis and then he, it cuts away to a cell phone video of a this dude purposely just sped through a couple stop signs at twice the speed limit to try to get pulled over on purpose to see if he could just hypnotize the quickly the cop to just forget about why he even pulled him over and it worked like the, the cop comes walking up and the, the first thing is like the cops I think it's a, I think it's in Canada mm-hmm. so the cops speaking French as he walks up and the first thing the guy does is says can you speak English and the, and the cop's like oh and he, he switches over to English and then the guy goes did you ever just he, uh, he, he goes he goes did you know how fast you were going and, and the guy goes yeah yeah forget about that where's the next gas station
2: He's like, we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll, we'll
1: get back to that. Uh, <laughs> where's the next gas station? And, and the cop's like, uh, the next gas station. He's a little confused, but he starts going with the guy's story. So the guy's already got him. And then he starts uh, saying the word. Every time he says the word forget, he just, he it's just like, snaps. Have
2: you, you ever just go find into yourself a room, and you don't remember why you're there or you, why you're doing You, you go into a room and you forget, forget while you're
1: there. And you know he kind of
2: bamboozled him i don't think it's necessarily the best representation of hypnosis but it was quick
1: it was like 30 seconds of like showing what you can do uh like you could probably go through life like that really
2: i'm sure some people
0: some people are really unsusceptible though that's like you'll meet a lot of people that are just like a brick wall of a psyche and you're like cool (laughs) vibe because like you know anybody that's Doing any sitter sort of performance, it's it, that's the game of hypnotism, right? That's what we're all trying to study with performance. Like, how do you capture somebody's attention? How do you hold their attention? How do you get their psyche to move in the motion that you want them to move in? Mm. Um, yeah, so... I, and I would be, like, I need to watch that video of that guy. I wonder if snapping, if, like, sound is a big thing with our memory, too. And, like, the loudness of sound and the quietness of sound. And, well, it, it's You know, also, like, how loud you are. Like, I bet, like, if you have a more piercing voice, it's, like, easier to cut through people's totally and stuff. You and, know? and
1: it's also um, the, the interrupting a normal pattern that we're all used to with that kind of stuff. Because it's so weird. Yes, it, totally. It, it, is, it is very strange watching him say, like, forget forget and then, <laughs> and then this guy literally well, he's like yeah can- the next guest station's there you should get going there and the guy just peels out and he's looking back in his rear view and he's like yeah no he's pretty confused right now he's just standing there he, he does if he doesn't know what why he just did that and the guy just takes off and I
0: was like damn if that's fucking real oh I love that kind of shit yeah, because it's, like, those funny, crazy videos you guys have seen on the Internet of, like, people healing, like, guy, like men with colds that, like, heal people without touching them or give yeah. them orgasms or, like... Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: That's a treasure trove of YouTube videos. This
1: is a treasure trove of cringe, of Which the, is, yeah. the <laughs> fake versions of that stuff where <laughs> it's, like, people are clearly faking it to try to... To try to... Like, what I was talking about this morning, the commodification of everything. Yeah. You know? It's, like... Yeah. We do have this ability to hypnotize each other, and like you always say, we're always doing it. We're oh, we're, hypnotized yeah, you... right <laughs> totally. we're hypnotized right now. we're hypnotized right now. Totally, and you know we we do that to each other, and we do it to other people. But then, yeah, there's the commodification of it, where it's like, no, this is a power, and like people try to anoint themselves part of some priest class where only they know how to do it. And... Oh yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's what the deep state is the best at. Oh, I was yeah. also reading some article about that they put a bunch of um, I forget what the it's something arrhythmia like they hook up your head and they test the wavelength that your brain is you know emitting at like theta beta all of those states right Uh and i was talking about this like a couple days ago we usually call we think about kids as being super high frequency and like closer to god i think generally in the spiritual community that's how you talk about them but in this study it basically was like oh no kids are all like way lower frequency than all adults and actually specifically at age seven they start to get out of theta state basically before seven you're just in the state of theta which is where you are when you're dreaming which is which is where you the are the state you're of hypnotized. imagination which is where you are when you're hypnotized so during your first seven years you're basically only a blob of just receiving hypnosis. you're tripping balls you know you're like not hypnotizing other people yet you're kind of just yeah you're tripping fucking balls and just <laughs> being kind of mani- you know very vulnerable. influenced and manipulated and yeah. um which I thought was just like so fascinating and knowing the people that you know who are more susceptible to these things definitely bring more of like a dreamy kind of an archetype, like more open and more, you know, flowy. Obviously, it's like a precursor to being able to be swayed in a certain direction. Mm. Um, you don't have your armor yet. You,
2: <laughs> it's not necessarily a marker of intelligence, though, not being able to be hypnotized. That's,
0: that's true. No, yeah. that's what I'm trying. Yeah, I, yeah. it
2: It's like a there. It is like a release and a letting go that. Definitely. And I think it yeah. is consensual, so.
0: Yeah, I think you can help people orgasm. For sure. You <laughs> should get into that. <laughs> Hypnotize for with your sure. orgasm.
2: I will sure. but yeah, I I Devin is the one that i first started playing around with with this and I do totally understand how he was telling me how you could use it for like play space. Like if you are a kinky person, like you can kinda like go into, you know, Imagine you're having sex with a doll or whatever it is that you're into, like a raggedy, I don't know what people are into, <laughs> but I remember him telling me something about like, oh, being like an, in, in, in in, you yourself even being an inanimate object.
0: Yeah. Mm, I well, don't, I don't. But that really know. is what sex is. It's just, we're trying to hypnotize each other. There's, mm. there's no other way to describe what has happening with sex. Mm. Right. you like, much.
2: forget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Presence. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And getting lost you know there's a there's which is which lostness, is that like forget, yeah you know? yeah a detachment from the ego and yeah all of its proclivities on how it wants to show up
1: that that's the fuck it button that every person possesses should they want to tap into it their sexual sexual prowess yeah yeah, yeah pretty much
2: oh that's totally yeah that's a good fuck it but may, maybe not a good fucking button but it's like i could do stuff or i could just fucking jerk off all day or whatever you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be able to hypnotize yourself so you don't even have to touch yourself you just give yourself an orgasm totally just from, i mm-hmm. mean you gotta know it's so loose
2: you gotta know it's possible if you have them in your dreams you know
1: yeah when uh i was yeah I, that's that's what got me thinking about all this like i, I know we're we're in uh, a system of extreme commodification of everything but yeah was, I was I was just thinking about like all the the, the big things in life and how, w- how the, what they get whittled down to and what the product version of them is and of, of course like pornography being like just a huge part of so many people's totally. life it's just the commodification of that Absolutely. of that animalistic feeling we have in us religion Absolutely. is the com- commodification of spirituality yeah politics is the commodification of our instinct to organize mm-hmm. Um, man I, you could pretty much like just like point it anywhere and and figure out you know the like it, our, our our system of education is the commodification of our curiosity and our right. and our wanting to expand our consciousness and grow our intelligence and all those things actually stifle the the real thing yeah religion stifles a spiritual life for yeah. most people at least Definitely. these days we're so fucking pornography will stifle your sexuality if you abuse it yeah so, yeah, we're just, uh, we're kind of stuck in that kind of system. And again, it angers me when I, when I tap into that. I'm like, motherfucker, how do I work with this? How do I, how do I achieve flow in a system that is, is like kind of bombarding you with like, whittle this down to a product, whittle this down to something that, that you can buy. And it makes everything so disposable and it's not how I want my life to feel yeah so it does feel like uh like kind of a battle but that the battle starts with like just identifying those things at least for me
0: totally you know
1: and, and th- that way you don't get hypnotized by them you know like if, if, if fucking porn is extremely <laughs> hypnotic and alluring uh-huh. and like you know it's right there for you it does it, the
2: work for you in a lot of ways it, uh-huh. yeah
1: yeah it releases all those chemicals all those things you used to have to fucking work hard to to get you had to develop a personality you had to get some fucking game going you had to have some things to present and now yeah. it's that feelings available with a little fucking search on the internet right yeah it's wild
2: i, th- I think porn should be allowed to exist obviously of it course all this obvious.
1: stuff of, of of course all of it but you know you have to be aware when you're being made into a product and when everything in your life is being made into a product and
2: it's kind of like where psychedelics like capitalist culture and psychedelics when they come together it's like you kind of have to go through the i feel like it's a very common and mice my, for myself in particular but where you're like all right how do i serve this stuff how do i like it just becomes like wait this is amazing yeah now how do i do it you know how do i help do it or whatever it is you it kind of like and you kind of got to work through those things of and some people are meant to serve that stuff and some people aren't um have the energy or wherewithal to like stick with it to do it well but
1: yeah i mean but if if you if you take it as a fucking curriculum i think at least with us i think all three of us the more psychedelic we've become as people the less psychedelics we take like we complain to each other not about how much drugs we take about how we forget to take them how we go months without taking mushrooms somehow or how, for some reason we haven't done like a big dose of acid this year you know what i mean like but I feel like all three of us have become the psychedelics more than ever, more than when we were taking them a lot. Well, if that makes sense.
2: After taking like four microdoses of mushrooms yesterday, I was like, "Oh my god, do I have a mushroom deficiency?" Yeah. I was like, "This is so <laughs> right." Oh my god, what have yeah. I been doing? Yeah. I keep forgetting. Oh god, that was your experience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, pretty much is every time. I'm just like, because it just like brightens things and reminds me of patterns and act like. Activates my creativity and excitement for this experience. and
0: Yeah. Um, and like with the commodification, there's almost like a precursor of you commodifying your own psyche before you even participate in commodification because to be able to step up to the plate and enjoy that kind of a stuff, you had to have like quantified and qualified and it forces you to like basically prison yourself into thinking that like specific Shapes and things get you to a certain place, and like certain desires, instead of an openness to the moment, mm-hmm. right? And like, um, it's
1: why we whittle ourselves down to workers. It's why right. uh, you know labor is the com- commodification of those instincts, right? Of our, or we want to be productive and creative and yeah. make things. It's, uh, it's, and serving
2: like, society, you y- want exactly, to serve right. your fellow man. So Everyone
1: wanna... has that instinct, right? It gets quashed out at some point, and it gets turned into labor. And it's at a very young age that they start saying to you. What do you want to be when you grow up and it's not what do you want to be or how do you want to feel? It's what do you how are you going to convert your labor into into money? Yeah, And it's like fuck man Damn, we can't do better than that at this point
0: Yeah, well and I think when we were Because certain like when you're saying like oh, I want to I think there is a difference between like commodifying and sh- wanting to share Good stuff and good information and yourself even if we're talking about sex too, right? Um, but we're, when we were in community, well, it feels like at one point in community, what you had to share and what you had to give to community was what gave you like purpose and fulfillment and like the sweet sprinkles of life. And now because everyone is in a desperate survivalist state, it's the thing that's going to just get you to survive, Mm. not even like live a good life, but get you to survive. And so, um, it feels like a take. Even if you have purpose in what you do, it almost takes some of the purpose out because the purpose gets overrided by the need to survive and quantify it into dollars and in bills. Yeah, and because the things that bring you bigger dollars and bills in our very distorted value system, um, you there's no way to be successful without abiding by the laws of commodification that they already set forth for you. you it, know? It's
1: exactly like <laughs> when you said this morning, you're like we're in an age where a lot of people are going to be waking up and realizing that they're not communists. <laughs> yeah and, that's that makes whole other sense it, it makes sense <laughs> yeah. because like in my heart, I think everyone kind of is. I think that's everyone's better instinct, but the system we live in has has put forth a pattern where it doesn't it, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it, it's, it's really hard to do. and like you were saying, Anyone that tells me they want to live on a commune and get a big piece of land and its like, like I was saying, throw a party. Throw a party for a weekend. Have all those people come over there. Deal with all the personalities. Deal with all the this and then that. And tell me if you want to keep doing that. And and beyond that, we don't live in a system where uh, like a, a a group like that, it's just we're in the system of individuals. Uh, you know, you go and you you get a job and you get your paycheck and you pay your taxes. We're not set up for that. And, and I I do think that uh, that's where we're evolving to. And it's slowly but surely like showing itself with the tribalism that we're experiencing and all that stuff. I think it is our, our better instinct, but we're not set up for it right now. So there's going to be trailblazers. There's going to be people that somehow try to pull it off. But there's going to be a I, lot of miserable fails. It'd
2: be cool if we we're incentivized to have more sharing communities yeah. like oh we
0: are we don't want yeah. it i'm sorry yeah. we are incentivized more than any time of our existence on planet earth to be communally oriented It's the only thing that would serve everybody that's whining about the system that we're in is create a system outside of it but guess what people don't want to do that mm. and i like didn't want to think about the time that we're going into is like dark with the age of aquarius and i really don't think about it like this anymore but it i do think we're going into space pods Like, we're going into tribalism because we're going into it to burn out all of those desires and see, like, nobody wants this anymore. Whoa, that's cool.
2: I guess what I just think of is, like, okay, uh, like, mass farming, monoculture is what's subsidized by the government, not, like, local CSAs. You know what I mean? Like, our system is set up where there's, like, pure, like, advantages.
1: Well, yeah, it's set up to to funnel all of the wealth uh,
0: towards the oligarchs.
2: Yeah, it's hard to get land. They already bought it all. (laughs) What they're doing in California now is they're trying to get it, um, and hopefully this will go other places. But because there's such a housing crisis, usually, like each plot of land, it's like, okay, you're allowed to build one house on your plot of land, even if you have 50 acres, 10 acres, whatever it is, like you are only allowed to do that. But because there's such a housing crisis and so many homeless people, that there are places that are fighting that and making headway in. Like, what we think <coughs> is like, oh, why can't you just buy, you know, 20 <coughs> acres and have a bunch of tiny homes? It's like, well, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit within the ordi- ordinances. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. Yeah, it's like, w- you want everyone to do what they want to do, and then you live next to someone with a giant cock rooster and you're just like god damn it <laughs> no <I'm> just kidding <laughs> this rooster true. doesn't bother me at all i'm joking <laughs> you, you move into some
1: next to some dude that is fucking has and, a few giant and then cocks.
0: you gotta have chickens on the farm yeah <laughs> and probably a rooster yeah
1: <laughs>
3: yeah
0: um yeah no i thought it was interesting that like a lot of documentaries came out about like colts and and like communes and like you guys were talking about an anarchist one which really interests me because yeah, yeah i think fi- like recently the like the filter of oh this life is all we're doing is burning out desires a couple weeks ago was oh all we're doing is like dealing with traumas and really desires are just what you the, the things that arise from trauma so the things that you want because of trauma mm-hmm. right to make you whole or whatever mm-hmm. um and it really got me out of so much of the duality that I was boxing my life into. Because, like, you can't say a desire is, like, negative or positive. And as long as you're running it out you're moving forward, Mm. you know, because it's going to inform you. If you follow the desire, it will inform you whether you want it again. Oh, yeah, you 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 get held
2: back so hard when you just suppress, suppress your desire instead of going towards the desire, realizing it's not actually what you want, (laughs) and then you burnt that out rather than spending your whole life thinking you want something that you're not, that you're suppressing because you have fear of that desire. Definitely. And then you kind of get trapped. It's like, I think, talk about flow. I mean... We're just trying to find, like, we're a river trying to find our pathway. You don't want to be stuck behind a dam your whole existence
1: mm, that you created.
2: Well, I don't. Well, that's, I guess, arguable.
1: Yeah. Well, the cult, <clears throat> the cult thing, I think, fits into what we're talking about. It's, it is, it's, is usually one person or a group of a very small group of people trying to commodify the 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 highest ideal and value that people could be coming to them with. Like, I want to live in harmony with other people. Without a hierarchical structure. Yeah. And they're like, I got you. You just got to give me all your money and your wife... (laughs) and your your first three born children and we're
0: going to commit suicide in yeah yeah and then
1: then we're going to take your body
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i think during saturn and pisces like we're going to go really deep into cults and we're going to go really deep into tribalism over the next few years i think that's like the progression of human consciousness but i think it's all just gonna like yeah i think it's all gonna blow up and people are gonna realize like i don't want to deal with you anymore and And it'll be
1: the same way that the 80s was a reaction to the 60s and 70s we'll have a we'll have a decade like that Mm -hmm. of just like just pure fucking mm-hmm. insane capitalist indulgences. And
2: do you think, like, because technology's speeding up everything, speeding up that are that we're going through these patterns faster? Definitely. Like the phase of the cults that of the '70s will be a lot faster now, or whatever it is. It really
0: feels like that. It feels like time is speeding up, and the way that we collectively burn desires is speeding up because there's more of us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like it literally, it's just like well, happens faster. Look what just
1: <laughs> happened with the crypto cult with this last boom. You know how that's it just gonna like, come back to. Yeah, it just was like big cocaine energy. Yeah, big, and and that's in this this documentary, The Anarchists. They they have it well documented. They went from like, cool, yeah, we're all like people from various walks of life. No one really has. We don't accumulated want anyone telling wealth. us what to do. We don't want anyone telling us what to do. And then all of a sudden, this little line on a fake fucking market goes <laughs> up, and everyone is like, coked out. Just out of their minds, just very revealing, very revealing. And totally. we know people personally, I'm not going to name <laughs> names, but we know people personally that should become overnight fucking assholes because they think they're rich. They're not even rich. Yeah. They're a fucking gambling addict in a casino with a little bit of a bigger pile of chips than they usually have. And they're acting like fucking fuckheads. Yeah. And, it, and it's just so revealing as to what money does to people, as to what people are really about, more than someone being rich when they think they're rich <laughs> they start to inhabit all that shit it's yeah. so disturbing
2: it's good and bad though because i yeah. as much it's as
1: burning out the desire well, for so. every person I
2: mean? that might have come off like an asshole or whatever there was also the people who we saw have relief for the first time in their life that there was a lightness to them
1: you're you're to something with that you
2: know there was like a, a freedom of like possibilities of not feeling like under the thumb for the rest but of it their wasn't
1: life. real because it was fake because it was the <laughs> commodified version of what they really want what their desire really wants which which is safety and Security, and it's not something crypto can provide, you know, in a boom cycle. I'm sorry, it's just not. It's not going to scratch that
0: itch. I think think it will. And I think it's because our whole enjoyment and the bigness or smallness of life is all gauged off of your bravery. And, of course, when you have more power, you're more brave. And money in our society does equal power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I want those people to get excited because my big thing is, like, I want people to want money. We need good people to want to make a lot of money because that's the way you make a difference in this world.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it doesn't matter how many times I if I do community service every day if I stopped making money for myself and did that like I'm the, the you amount could help of, the
1: world a lot more if you were flush.
0: You know it. The amount of energy that I can move that's positive and the resources that I can give out and the space that I can hold um on a physical level on an emotion is just yeah, we need good people to have money so that they can give it away. It's like a big thing, but it sucks because you get onto this other side of capitalism, and you're like, oh, money doesn't matter. And this other side of life makes me happy. But It's like, but fuck, we need to like feed the homeless, though. So like,
2: well, the instinct becomes like Forcing. you can't you can't help to like uh, have a hoarding mentality. I'm not saying everyone when they have abundance hoards. Like there are people who are very generous. No, there but, are some
0: like young people making money now. Like there's some money moving finally, but we need more of them. Well, the
1: boomers certainly aren't giving it up. No,
0: it's crazy. They're crazy. They're insane.
1: They're in a death grip with this shit. They worked too hard. (laughs) Unfortunately, they sacrificed their lives for this little fucking pile of gold they think they have. They think they have. Again, try getting it out of your 401k. Try to get it out of your retirements. Trust me. It's not there. It's not like yeah, they got
0: us. Yeah. Yeah, and the middle class is going to be gone in, like, 10 years.
1: It's It's been dwindling for so long, and it, and it, you can track that with the uh, the decline in um, unions. Yeah. You know, union membership for the working class used to be, like, in the high 80s, 90s, and now it's, like, 7% of people. And they've poisoned the well so hard that your average person, if you ask them about unions, are against them. It's just like, oh, man.
0: Yeah. yeah. I want to move weight. I want to move, like, mad way, And that's been my new, like, all right. Which is funny because it's my year of accumulating personal value. <laughs> moving weight? Um, yeah. Pushing weight, moving weight? No, I think I should. My last name's Landon, so I think I should live up to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard because then you have to play by their rules and the system's rules. And that's the only way you can fuck the system is getting on your knees and abiding by them for a while. And But I'm so, like, I get so bent about it, y'all. I get so, like, if in 10 years I just continue to let the 1% fuck me therefore fuck the community like i'll never forgive myself i've got to be able to get on the (coughs) sly i can't
2: well i think it might come to a mass hypnosis of uh, (laughs) i like this idea (laughs) (laughs) the one percent where it's like imagine you had money to share and you shared it with people and saw them uh benefit their community and therefore benefit you and that you lived in a much more beautiful world because you can invest in your neighbors and when you invest in your neighbors and you shop locally, you're supporting uh, people who will then invest in you. And, you know, there's a way to like flip the script on people who think that like we have to get to Mars that, I mean, I I don't have to, I don't have access to those people, but if I did, (laughs)
3: definitely, (laughs) if your parents are the
2: 1%, this is, I'm going to write a script for them, you know?
0: (laughs) No, but I was just telling Sean, it's like, they're not though. It's, they're not because there's, I, and my dad was an economics major. I do need to tap him on that, on, yeah. like, that part of his psyche that I keep. Like, every time I try and tap him, it's, like, another language, and he's lost me. But I'm determined now, you
2: know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If anyone can understand it, it's you.
0: Yeah. He's been – they've been good with investing, but not good in, like, the third way that, like, really the 1% are good at investing. Because my dad is still dependent on his – He's still a wage labor person. He's a wage essentially. slave. Essentially, you he, know, he's, very high paid wage slave. You know, he's he's.
2: Well, like, when it's a good wage, you're like, let's slave to this <laughs> thing. <laughs>
1: And who's to say none of us would fall victim to that, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. I saw this, like, yeah, this little Reddit video of some dude I don't know, in his 50s or whatever being like, don't take a wage job. It's, like, the worst contract you'll ever start to be – because the security you will get from it, you'll never be able to replace that in your life instantly. Yeah. So you're always yeah. going to go back to it, you know, and yeah. you won't be able to – because it's interesting because you say that, and to me it brings it back to, like, because we're in scarcity, because mm-hmm. again, we used to want to do things because it was fulfilling, not that it was security, yeah. not that it was bringing yeah. us to a place of safety. We were safe. Yeah. And then it was exciting mm-hmm. to do the thing that we did in the community, you know. Um, but and
1: what labor's become is so far detached from the product, you yeah, know, so yes. and, and, and it creates a detachment for us, yeah. like when we're not attached to what the product is how it gets out there what its usefulness is how it's marketed what it's sold and we're not attached to the profits of it it becomes this very crazy hellscape you know that people go off into the slog all the time oh
2: yeah i mean through this whole thing uh like you know with our business not being booming i was like why don't you just go get a job at like a production company i'm like do you know how much money i'd be making for other people like i can't do it now that i've made money for myself i can't do it for someone else right now. Yeah. Like, I can't give it away. I'd rather be broke mm-hmm. than work my ass off, lose my livelihood and my
3: mm-hmm. th-
2: uh, time and energy to make, to be a slave to the next job. Because, like, the way it would be is, like, okay, you're on this job, but you have to go to the next job. And I'm, like, I'd, I would rather they pay you much well.
1: Like, you know, making $1,000 a day as a producer, maybe more, maybe 1500 a day, six days a week, though second the job ends you think it's some sort of relief and you're going to get this big paycheck everyone goes to the next job and the next job and, and if you don't go to the job. next
2: job you get like out of the cycle or the mm-hmm. circle or whatever mm-hmm. it is and i don't know it's just a, it's a priority thing but i also have the the luxury of being able to be supported by uh like with shelter by family that allows us to invest in ourselves and and go through the the, the darker days and investment and hope that we can earn the money based on that time but not every that's not that's a huge luxury
1: yeah i mean the, the the class war has shifted into such a high gear that the game has completely revealed itself they used to be able to kind of fight the class war unbeknownst to us like like decreasing union membership and making these right to work states and like they, they, the water, just, 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 yeah, using yeah, exactly. Sound technology, <laughs> exactly, exactly. They used to be able to fight this war on us in a much more like getting away with it way. Now they're just they,
0: killing Epstein in front y- of us. They don't give
1: a fuck. <laughs> it's, it's all out warfare. They'll fucking, if, if someone's going to try to unionize a, a fucking place, that, Trader Joe's will close it. Starbucks will just close it. Like, they don't care. They're not, Amazon will close a warehouse before they'll fucking allow this shit to go on. They'll fucking kill people.
2: Wait, what happened to Anonymous? Why aren't they like telling us shit they were. day?
1: They've anymore? been fucking corrupted and commodified. And like, I don't know. It used to be like you'd see their like sure their, their
0: leader got killed you know <laughs> yeah
1: exactly well, do you know how many you envir- know.
2: do you know how many environmentalists know. are killed like you're pretty a much lot,
1: <laughs> and scientists
2: environmentalists scientists anyone who's like trying to protect the land you're like sure to get i'm not trying to discourage Deep people psychics, from doing this you
0: mm-hmm. don't know about those people they
2: get killed too
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: no
2: cia information
1: yeah there is a such thing as knowing too much <laughs> there really is
0: I get you out of here yeah <laughs>
1: you will be compromised in
2: some way
0: oh and you know that we solved the energy problem like a hundred years ago probably like five times over uh, through different uh, Of course, they just murdered
1: of course but
2: then they're like but then how would we sell this oil yes
1: exactly <laughs> Exactly.
2: I mean the heart the craziest thing is like that we have record profits right now and we have the most insane inflation. It's it. like It's well it's fake. It's <laughs> ne- you it's shouldn't like even
1: call it inflation. That's it. like that's an insult. That's that that's it's hypnotizing robbery. us to thinking it's our fault.
2: Yeah, it's robbery.
1: Yeah, no, it's yeah, exactly.
2: But I'm also like of the mindset it's like a weird mindset that things should start to cost more this is like kind of weird but so we shift our values because like
1: so our labor should cost more when that it, yeah. i don't think prices on anything should change until our labor costs more and it doesn't but well, don't
2: you ever feel like oh my god it's insane how cheap something that's like an uh a limited resource is anything you know like, and that, money on that we're like building our society around the fact that the oil costs like you know two dollars a gallon or whatever it did for a long time mm. Anyway, I don't. I'm not trying to say I want oil to be expensive. I'm just saying if if it was, though, maybe we would have. For what it does,
1: yeah. For what it does, uh, it should be a lot more expensive, you know. Should be like the cost of a fucking damn diamond. At least (laughs) diamonds we can manufacture. We can't fucking create oil, so yeah it should cost a lot there is a limited amount of it and it, it wreaks havoc on this planet but if it did it cost out.
2: more we wouldn't buy cars and if we didn't buy cars then the car companies wouldn't get their record profits and it's just like the system runs so deep we yeah. say
0: that but the people with like more money than you can even imagine like not even the one percent like
1: the point the point one percent
2: the thing the, the billions it, where you would have to all work oil
0: Saudi Arabia. It's all all the money on our planet is in Saudi Arabia. So it's like, are we, is it, is it, is it expensive or is it cheap? I don't know. How much do we really have of it? I'm like, like, we're making a lot of money because you think, like, okay, well, they'll charge more, but then where does that money go? To our schools? No
1: no <laughs> it goes into accounts uh in abu dhabi that's why abu dhabi is the world's richest city it's not because it has the most money that's where everyone puts their money there's a central trust there yeah yeah and that's where ev all the, the oligarchs of the world invest and keep their money yeah yeah and you know whatever they're hoarding it now because they know that they're gonna have to switch the plan up in a little bit as this one reveals itself and it is you know you don't have to worry about it it's it it cor- everything it starts to reveal and correct itself and shifts happen but you just have to allow for the shifts to happen in yourself yeah. and that happens by becoming more aware and kind of breaking the cycle of hypnosis that's been that's been cast on us through our education through the way we socialize through social media through the way we consume through the way we work
2: yeah they want us well it's to the advantage of some people that were so stressed that we can't even be conscientious of our consumption habits, you know. Yeah. They're so just like, okay, yeah, paper towels are easiest. Paper napkins are easiest. Paper plates are easiest. Plastic, everything's easiest, you know.
0: Yeah. And that's just playing off of our survival instincts too. Convenience, mm-hmm. obviously, because we used to have to hoard our energy so much when we were having to chase down a buffalo and then do whatever. It's like, of course, always the quickest thing is what you're going to, mm-hmm. the smartest thing to do. Yeah. No, it's right. Convenience is, is like one of their easiest pulls on us.
1: Give us convenience Even or us give us death. And we need
0: I mean, and gone. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. Well, it created the biggest empire. We know right it's now. evil. And we
2: still. Do Everyone it. knows. Of convenience. It. Everyone it's knows so it's evil. <laughs> give us
1: convenience or give us death.
2: <laughs> give us options or give us death. The amount of <laughs> options we have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we know it's a force for evil. (laughs) We know it's destroying small businesses, the planet. We know Jeff Bezos is like a fucking Dr. Evil-looking motherfucker. Probably a lizard. Definitely. That's not a... He would have to convince me he's human. (laughs) Yet, it's such a convenient thing that we use it. We use it. I do. I'm against it. These guys are fucking union-busting fucking... The worst corporation you but can then, fucking imagine. But then we're like, imagine.
2: but we want a giant tub of Sal Suds.
1: So we can be environmentally friendly.
2: <laughs> because it's so because, twisted. because somehow Dr. <laughs>
1: Bronner's has hypnotized us into thinking that plastic bottles with the word healing on it. Heal the earth. Heal the earth.
2: In every size plastic bottle.
1: Every size plastic bottle you can imagine. If Dr. Bronner's
2: really wanted to heal the earth, they would have stores that sold they would it would be barrels of soap where you refill your soap containers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all a joke though. They're selling us on the concept that yep. they're green or something. But some that shit. would
2: have to that would have to mean
0: stores would have to facilitate that. Uh-huh. You know, it's always it? it's always because smaller people are answering to the big people and the big people suck. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. This is all the problem with big government. That's why we never should start this goddamn thing.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 we, the pandemic edged us a little closer towards like a decentralization type of mindset. And I think at least uh, conceived that idea in a lot of people's heads because we decentralized the workplace. That's d- a big thing.
0: I will say I didn't think I'd hear in my lifetime defund the police i didn't think i'd ever hear stuff like that. i didn't that.
2: think i'd hear legal weed in my we're life
3: we're abolitionists
1: and i've been an abolitionist
0: since fucking
1: 1999 and i never thought that would be a mainstream concept and it and it all of a sudden overnight was a mainstream contest, concept which got commodified and belittled and turned into a joke and now is a thing that the Democrats use to fucking win back their voting base. Like, like the whole idea, the whole concept isn't even it's, talked about in a real way it's because it's a spiritual concept of the idea, you know, about this, not wanting uh, there to be a force to out that could kidnap us uh, and take our freedom, you know, like
0: it, it's, it's super crazy how politicized it gets. And it's one of the things that to me, I don't know how they duped like the right-wing people on this because police are innately non-right-wing police are actually it's like a liberal concept to have someone policing your neighborhood it's like very anti right-wing which is all no government they're enforcing the police enforce the government status quo it's so interesting why would either side be? yeah how how it turned into this like conservative people want police but it's because they're so good at making us be afraid of each other Oh yeah. Like they're just so good at oh, that. Oh yeah. You know? Yep. Um and it's the basis of like both parties. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they just
1: want to scare you in different ways.
0: Yeah, totally in different ways. Um but yeah, I'd love to I, I'm eager to see the radicalization that we're gonna get and hope people just get more and more radical and um Yeah. Yeah, it's hard with cancel culture. We're sort of anti radical innately with well, but the, right now, but the
1: uh believe it or not, the generation below you. Uh, I'm I'm not worried because they are innately radicalized just from what they've lived through and they're not into all this stuff, the cancel cultures, This is that's millennial bullshit. Okay. Definitely. I th- I think. Okay. I think it's millennial bullshit. I think <laughs> the millennials are the last generation that's too far under the spell that we're not going to be leading the revolution. It's going to be Gen Z or whatever they fucking call the people below them. Even that distinction between gen z the boomers this and that is the language of commodification and division it's it's meant to think of us like they want us fighting an intergenerational war they Mm -hmm. want us fighting identity wars they want us divided over all these ever nuanced fucking bullshit things that they feed us as opposed to being like oh well society's clearly divided into winners and losers the winners are becoming ever more a sliver that you have to be very lucky to get into, and there's really nothing you can do to get into that club anymore. Yeah, I'm a
0: proud loser.
1: Yes, exactly. So, But that's the thing. Once we all start realizing, like, we all lost. (laughs) Okay, this is great. It sucks, but we lost. We lost. Now we can fucking identify the problem and start to fucking take care of business again. But if we're going to keep fighting these bullshit, like, oh, they're different from me because of this and because of that, not, not really. Not really. You know, that's what it comes down to for me, especially when I have these mushrooms going.
0: Yeah, no, and like we should be able to have conversations where we do the generalization thing. um, But it's also because we're taught such a dualistic Christian view of the world where some things are good and some things are bad. And we have such a hard time holding complexity within diversity. You know, as soon as we get separated, instead of it being... Which I actually really appreciate. In British school, we had different houses, sort of like in Harry Potter. Like, I was in the Victoria House. (laughs) We had an Elizabeth House. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. And we used to play sports against each other. So, I wasn't just on the netball team at school. I was on, like, the Victoria House netball team. We used to play against each other. And I don't know. There's something in British school within that that... It was like a healthy competition that I never felt in American school and culture and society and stuff. And I don't know how we bring that in, but it felt like we learned to play with difference as an illusion because we knew it was an illusion. Like we're all just students. We just stepped into these houses or whatever and that it was fun to compete with each other and that innately made us better at it. But there wasn't an automatic... There was n- it was never divisive in a negative way, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is a good ex- the way that I'm dropping this down from like here to here example, but um,
2: well, there's more benefit of the teamwork that went into it and working together as a team that outshined that you're dominating someone else. You're like yeah,
0: totally. Look at how
2: good we can do this because we work together and because
0: yeah, and there was there was a funness and a playfulness that you don't see in politics at all, like within debates and within conversations of like it's fun. That we're on different sides of this line, Mm. like it's almost like a a a deep like romanticization of the human experience, which is to be separate. But it's fun. It's fun that you're on that team and I'm on this team. Oh yeah, like you know what I mean?
2: The curiosity. We Yeah. yeah, we've lost the curiosity. Like, and this is where it feels like the Democrats went so off off the rail, where they're like, we don't even. You are so deplorable that we don't even care. How you got to believe what you believe? You're just a fucking idiot who believes bullshit.
1: Well, that was a, it was a good word to pull in cuz that was the that it's was yeah. That was the, <laughs> that's the that's straw that word. broke the camel's back. I think that's what lost us. I think it lost a lot of people from ever thinking about them as well, the better
2: party ever again. I mean, again. we should just be I I think we should be appealing to everyone's better nature and I think if we look at the desires of um, people who are angry at this system it's because they feel like they've been fucked over. So there's a way to appeal to people and say, you know what? Whether you see it now or not, we don't want to fuck you over. But we will try to appeal to you because we want you to see that we care about you. And we care about you and your family. And we want you to live a good life. And we want you to be supported with health care and your community to be strong and flourishing. But it's, it's not that. It's like, no, we want to fucking... Rape your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <pretty much. laughs> rape and rob you. Pretty much. Yoikes.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. We've lost so much playfulness in so many realms, it feels like. Yeah. Playfulness in the That's battle. That's the cost of all this stuff. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a whimsy. A certain <laughs> we whimsy. We have lost a whimsy. You know? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really unfortunate, but it can be recaptured in in moments for sure. You know, so if we can capture it in little in little moments, I think we can start to expand that out. And, you know, I think more people like based on what we're saying and our diagnosis of what's going on here, more people need to lean into their better nature and listen to their gut. And not their lizard brain that's saying, (laughs) be comfortable, (laughs) play by the rules. And I think also
2: trust that everyone has a better nature. Oh, yeah. You know, and if you're not looking, you should look for what you want to find, you should look for. So you should be looking for people's better nature.
0: Yeah. And there are no good guys. You're the bad guy. Definitely the bad guy. Yeah. You know, and you're probably a fool too, you know. My life started to get a lot better when I fully realized I was an idiot. Mm-hmm. then everything after that just got a little bit easier because I was like okay that will be dumb yeah <laughs> I'll be dumb with that too well you yeah. can drop the righteousness which obviously yeah.
2: peaks its ugly head all the time but like absolutely um
1: I used to hate when people that I thought were smart or admired would say st- like little throwaway lines like ah, but I don't know anything I'm, I'm not smart I'm dumb and like I'm like no 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 you're you're not at all like don't do that because i couldn't stand i couldn't admit that part of myself
0: totally but
1: once you embrace it now i'm like anytime i hear someone like usually it's usually comedians it, and it's the smart ones yeah that'll them. that'll yeah that'll deprecate themselves in that way and now i'm like i almost respect them a lot more i'm like okay cool you're not you're not on one you're not too righteous and how could anyone know anything besides your instinct how could you know anything? Everything's changing so fast all the time like yeah. Th- there's nothing to hang your hat on in this life. And as soon but, as
2: you do, it'll crumble. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> it but it almost <laughs>
0: is to show up to the moment it does require a little bit of both, right? Like you have to you have to claim something to mm. be speaking or whatever in the moment it's like that balance of of course we don't want you to fully go into which i go into this whole all the time of like i'm such an idiot you don't deserve to do anything or yeah you, you know like you want to hold a balance of like there's something even if it's idiot idiocracy that i'm beaming out right now that'll be worth consuming or just burning through that's that's what's relieved me recently why i'm using that language is like burning through stuff is a relieving way to think about the way that life is moving is mm-hmm. moving you yeah. know because there's no expectation of was it how did it go it's burned so yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I like I want to like burn out the apathy, you know, yeah. like of I can't do anything, I can't make anything better. It's like No, like you I want to main support my higher ideals because when I take the mushroom it reminds me that like, oh, I do care about little things and it's okay to care about. It's yes. okay to want To like use napkins instead of paper towels and it's (laughs) okay to not to make that my whole mission everyone must use napkins but it's like you can seduce people into being like hey I think we could use napkins this is a good idea or whatever it is you know like oh I I got these pretty napkins so that we don't need to uh, use paper trees and it's actually really good because right now trees are really expensive to cut down (laughs) yeah
0: and you're like giving you reasons to lean into your power of hypnosis and build up these superpowers of seduction that you're building you know because you do have things just like righteousness is not always negative that like you eat to enjoy life at all you got to believe in some stuffs yeah you know to be able to invest in it you know
2: i i hope i don't lose this belief but i do believe and i do trust that I want what's best for people.
0: Absolutely, and so I
2: trust that about myself, and it's the only thing that I'm able to really kind of trust in yeah. right now. So it, it makes me not scared about doing hypnosis because I don't, I don't fear that I'm like doing it for weird reasons. Well, you, you, yeah, you're, you
1: you can't let the uh, the barnacles of of pessimism harden and form on on the hull of your life because think about what that does to a ship. You mm, know, totally. It just slows it down a little bit, and all like all those all those things which there's many barnacles on on all of our hulls, are slowing us down (laughs) are slowing us down a little bit but once you start waking up to it a little bit they start to just just shed and fall off and you know whatever and and you can burn them out you really can yeah by examining things and being a little bit more self-critical and uh Knowing that you and everything is bullshit, like, she's like whatever. <laughs> that that sounds like a like a pessimistic barnacle, but it's a, it's a way of relieving yourself of the duty of the heavy weight of having to know things and all. Like, uh, chill yeah. it out. But chill it out.
2: I think it's also and sometimes baby can get thrown out in the bathwater where you're like, oh, everyone's the bad guy. That you forget that it is powerful to admire someone and the strides that they're making for their community, for their for their world, for their, like just because they're a complex human being that is not, you shouldn't put on a pedestal. That doesn't mean you can't admire characteristics that someone's doing to try to make this world a better place. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: And that, yeah, with the things that we consume, it's a, it's a good way to get closer to the product is cause then you, then the value of it actually means something to you when you know who makes it. And when you know the effort that they put in and how they got to the spot that they're in to even get to make you the thing that you consumed. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'm grateful for, platforms that beam out individuals so that we can take advantage of some of that
1: you know where our money flows more than any place huh fucking shakedown street yeah (laughs) i don't consider how much things are or anything like that it's beyond that it's like uh, this me getting something here makes this whole thing go round, and i love this thing totally and shakedown street is just like the the what would you call that well how would you describe this someone doesn't it's know the it.
0: bizarre at a grateful dead show
1: yeah and it's beyond grateful dead shows like now it's just become like the thing that pops up at at fish shows at whatever the jam band shows. Ja- jam, jam band, band, show. band bizarre yeah yeah and it's a lot of just stuff for sale and our money flows in those places i'd prefer to shop there than than anywhere everywhere else we go i'm just like oh man this is such a creepy fucked up process but there i'm like oh, this is the person that made that. I'm watching them make it right now. Yeah. And they need to sell 10 of these to get into the show tonight. And they need to sell 20 if they want to make it to the next one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It,
0: like, aligns you to the humanity and meaning. And I think what you were talking about with, like, kind of trusting yourself and, and, or at least, like, being aligned to, like, goodness and not flinching on that. um, That, like, has taken me a second. I think that takes a second separate from your artistry. Like that. Like, oh, my, I know there's there's not even a way that my te- intentions couldn't be aligned with the way that I'm setting up this equation with other people, you know, and to find that formula yeah. for yourself. And, you know, it's different for different people. Maybe you're really close to people, the way you work with them, maybe you're far away. Well, maybe
2: it's cause I'm not charging for it. So maybe once there becomes like then a transaction, up. yeah, who knows?
1: You I just got that. to look at it in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> the same way mayor's journey of tattooing, you know, went from probably something like first something necessity and then something you love, and then something very sweet, and then something you have mastery over, and then something is like, am I, have I made a deal with the devil here? <laughs> you know what I mean? I went through all this with, with filmmaking. Yeah. That's the only reason I could see it with you. Where you, you go through this whole thing. On the other side of the mastery thing and the recognition, which we've both had, yeah. which we've all had, yeah. is that Believe. questioning. The, the devil. <laughs> the devil coming in. You know, and uh, you know, you're at a very sweet and innocent part of this process. I just want to stay here. It probably makes you a much more effective hypnotist.
2: I'm a a mess right now, but I'm very grateful (laughs) to the people who are letting me uh, (laughs) try things out, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. We haven't done one yet. I think we should do a group one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We should.
0: Have you ever, is it like a no no if you try and get into it while you do it?
2: No, I think the the best hypnotists are self-hypnosing at the same time that they hypnotize someone else. Mm -hmm.
0: Totally. I wonder who's more, like, Sean and I are both pretty open.
1: I'm pretty susceptible. I I think you would be, too.
0: If human design is it means anything, then you'll be, I guess, more susceptible than I am. But I feel pretty susceptible in general. I feel like a Sean's good, definitely really more susceptible. Especially this isn't really like a fair dynamic, I guess, for us. But no, th-
1: this wouldn't <laughs> be a good judge of it. We'd have to get a rando in there.
0: It's really uh, good that Cass is just on the phone too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, how do you? Too
0: pretty to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is very intimate. It does feel She has, feel like, intimate.
0: the eyes of all eyes to be a hypnotist. Yeah. She's, Just she's too intoxicating. To
1: <laughs> she now t- admits to me all the, the local people because I yeah. don't oh, – I run errands with her, but I stay in the car. And yeah. she'll come out, and, like, now she's finally like, oh, yeah, this, this guy <laughs> – The guy always tells me I have the the sweetest eyes he's ever seen, and I'm like, what's going
2: on? Well, you keep sending me in to get your zips, and I'm like, I hope you know what you're sending me into.
1: Every time I go and buy these things,
2: (laughs) the guy fucking flirts with me, and he's getting more and more fresh every time. (laughs) It's sweet. When you're my age, I'm like, this is sweet. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I Um, think you're going to be able to psychically just start hypnotizing people from the car and stuff mm -hmm. in a couple years.
1: Oh, from the car. Yeah. That's nice. A traveling hypnotic (laughs) show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe you can start, maybe the hand motions will help. Maybe you should start practicing with hand motions. I really
2: only want to help people using the words and intention they already have. Like taking what their intention is, knowing the formula to to activate that intention on the subconscious level. And that's where it's like... For me it's becomes very pure because I've been someone who wants to fix people and help people <laughs> totally. and figure out how to crack the code of what words can I say and I realize like it's not my like my advice will always land on deaf ears because it's like bullshit I don't know what's better for someone but when yeah. they tell me what they want and then I just reformulate it knowing the tricks that I've learned because it's just a tool of how you what how you use language I'm like, this is kind of like, it's it's not really at ego enforcing, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's cool because you're like leading them, like you said, into this realm of their subconscious, and then they do all the work or their demons or their angels or however you want to look at it. They're and I'm not particularly guides.
2: attached to like,
0: and you don't even really going, know,
2: yeah, because I think hip no, hip for some people it'll happen on the first thing, and for some people it's like several sessions, and it's whether or not they continue to re-listen to a session, whether or not they commit to it, like it's.
1: Well, you know, it's what not would, really my business. It's I'm, like I'm just—it's dawning on me right now. What the ultimate spin cycle for some lucky listener out there, or some bold listener out there, would be to book a session with all three of us. <laughs> so you get hypnotized by Cass. And then Mare tells you like your destiny. Wait, are we
2: about to get competitive here? No,
1: but <laughs> I'm just like think about think about like. So who somebody... do you think
2: helped you the most? <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> like
2: definitely it's gonna be Cat. You have the funnest one.
0: Yeah, you
1: do. Sean's just yelling at you. I'm, I'm yelling. Just... And then you're like, "Hey, Literally these are the things you out. can't avoid." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know Sean yelled at you and everything, but you
2: you're you're kind of trapped in your birth chart <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway.
0: <laughs> no, I'm mostly
2: saying the opposite
0: to people. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm
1: very self-deprecating in in my things, you know. Uh, in my little com- like things like I, I, cause I think people want to be, like, they're talking to a filmmaker who's, who's made yeah. it. And I'm just like, I'm not a filmmaker right now. I'm, I'm a guy talking to you. I'm like, yeah. I'm starting this new thing where I'm doing creative consultations. I'm down at the bottom of a new thing. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I get, I get very self deprecating. I just put myself in their place and give myself a pep talk, but I'm giving it to them. You know, like yeah. what would I need to hear if I was in this stage of whatever their. Uh, project is well you've
2: had a lot of experience pep talking with me so
1: that's a good time to wrap up i can't believe this wasn't an issue before
2: perfect timing yeah
1: um this has been a damn pleasure we're out here on a beautiful fall day in october trinity infinity join our various patreons yeah follow mare on tiktok listening to spirit on tiktok instagram
0: youtube too you can follow me on Oh, listening
1: to spirit on youtube all the socials uh, she has great content. She has uh, quick stuff, too. And then you have a Patreon where you're doing a little bit longer of things. And is that also listening to Spirit?
0: Um, that is patreon.com slash artist, No periods or, sp- or spaces or anything. Um, yeah, those are like longer, more in-depth readings. The YouTube and the TikTok are shorter. I post some music to Instagram and TikTok and stuff, too, to get, try and... Get people over there. It's a variety of goodies, whatever I feel like. I'm trying to get more flowy with my content too. I'm trying to find a balance between being consistent enough for people to feel like held, but also like, you know, championing womanhood and not <laughs> holding to an oppressive schedule and <laughs> changing it up. So, yeah. How um, do people? Whatever. Get I'm a fool. You know, I'll inter- I'm an idiot. If anything can entertain you.
1: How, tell the people how they can get inked up by you. Now oh that Jesus. you're keeping uh, regular days.
0: Pray to the right gods.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, you better fucking if you want Mare to fucking put her art on your skin, aye, you aye, better aye. start praying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I work at a shop called Eight Liar Ava in Brooklyn. It's at fifty. Well, I work at fifty nine Grand most of the time. So yeah, you can hit up their reception team if you.
1: Yeah. If you're in New York City. You want to get
2: your hand done. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's going to be my specialty.
2: Yeah, get me all
0: up on you in that way.
2: Um,
1: and get hypnotized by Cass. Get
2: hypnotized no, by uh, Cass. I'm doing like one a week if you want me to beach practice on you. Yeah. I'm here for it.
1: And uh, if you want to give a creative consultation with me, reach out. And um, tons of content and always new stuff on patreon.com slash church of chill. It means the world to us when people join up. If you've been considering doing it for a while, now's the time. There's more stuff on there than ever. And more to come.
2: When yeah. Y- when you turn, turn this off, can you do a circle? Because I feel like we'd get the... You're doing it. Okay, The I'll full do fall
0: it. view.
1: Yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're going to be treated to a Cinematography right <laughs> now. <laughs> 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 Thanks for joining us, y'all. Peace, love, and magic.
2: Okay, I'm doing it. All right. <laughs> I'll
1: stand by. Just I'll, I'll be just looking great over yeah. here. Yeah. Welcome to our paradise. This is why we shot this outside. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's too beautiful.